Hey there, and welcome to the Melbourne Northern Suburbs podcast. My name is Adam Roach, and I'll be your host. So in today's episode, I'm joined with Nicholas J. Johnson. So Nicholas is a, a multi-award winning magician. He's also a stand-up comedian, a best-selling author. He's a collector of cons, scams, and fraud. He does it all. But in this episode, we mainly talk about his magic and how he first started getting into magic. He also tells us about the, the difference between the live magic and then magic on TV. So while I was at the interview, Nicholas actually did a, a trick right in front of me using three playing cards. And it was absolutely amazing. It just blew my mind. I don't know how he did it, but it's incredible. So we talk a bit, a bit about that and also some of the other things he does in his live shows, including hammering nails into his head, uh, walking on broken glass, mind reading, plus lots more. And Nicholas also talks about the, the different street performers and buskers around Melbourne as well. And I'd like to thank my three sponsors, so Proactive Self-Defence in Thomastown. Now, if you do want to find out more about Proactive, I'm going to put their YouTube channel in the show notes below so you can have a look at some of their YouTube clips where it really demonstrates some of the different classes they have and things involved at Proactive. Also, Bungpai Thai Massage in Mandura. Now, they have a, a few more days left of their special where you get $15 off a 90-minute massage. So get on down there for that one. And then John and everyone at Ray White in Mill Park. So thank you guys once again. So don't forget, if you do like these podcasts and like what you're hearing, you can subscribe to the, the channel so you don't miss out in any of the podcasts coming up. And you can rate and review it on iTunes as well. And don't forget, you can share it on any of the, the social media pages, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So let's go over to the interview now. All right, so here I am with Nicholas J. Johnson, who is a, a local uh, magician. Is that who you call yourself? Yeah, magician. Yeah, it, it's always a bit loaded. Yeah. The phrase <laughs> magician, because as soon as you say it, everyone has a different idea of what that means in their head. But yeah. that's what I put in my tax returns. Yeah. <laughs> so can you explain exactly what you do? Yeah, so I am a magician who I focus on uh, explaining to people, n- not only fooling people, but explaining why we get fooled. Yep. So I do shows where I go into high schools and I go to you know, businesses and I explain why we get scammed, why we get conned, the, you know, what the psychology of deception is, and, yeah. and basically use magic to show people how easy it is to be taken for a ride. Oh, well, yeah. What's interesting is that you find that it's also, as well as being something that people actually do, mm. so there's a lot of people who get out there and actually will explain why we get scammed or deceived, but there are magicians who will use it as like a plot. So rather than actually explaining how things are done or why we're getting fooled, they're making up a second lie. So they'll say something like, now in the olden days, you know, you'd have people who pretend they had psychic powers, but in reality, uh, it's not really psychic powers. I'm actually reading your body language and they're not reading your body language either. (laughs) You know, it's like marked cards or some other thing (laughs) they do. So it's like they're adding this extra layer of deception uh, that, you know, means people are almost getting conned about being conned. Yeah. yeah. So what made you get into it? I started when I was very young um, and just loved magic like most kids. I think, uh, you know, being, I was uh, the youngest of three and I wasn't, you know, I was bullied at school. And I think for me, magic was one of those things where it's not only something I was good at, but it's something I'm good at where I get to control the rules of reality. You know, I get to be the, the, you know, I decide, like I can make anything happen that you know, my imagination is the only limitation yeah. uh, and then over the years I slowly started to realize that the great joy of magic is not in that kind of power trip but more just in 
creating these amazing moments of wonder and seeing the expression on people's face when you do something impossible. Yeah. And you're doing it full-time now? Yeah, this is all, this is all I've ever done, actually. Yeah. Oh, really? I started in high school. I started doing... Well, when I was very young, I used to do shows around the neighborhood. And yeah. then in high school, rather than working at you know, McDonald's, I would do shows at uh, like birthday parties and so on. Yeah. And then just, yeah, by the time I'd finished university, I already had a full-time job and just yeah. stepped straight into that. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. And so, what do you mainly do now? Is it um, like private functions? Yeah, or? I do. I do a lot of a lot of corporate functions and a lot of schools. I love uh, high school because yeah. uh, they're, they're such um, tough audiences. It's yeah. such a challenge. They're so you know, like a, you do a corporate function and they like it and they yeah. clap politely. And if they don't like it, I'll just clap slightly less politely. That's, you know, that's it. Yeah. Whereas you know, and and with high schools, you know, if they don't like you, they will let you know. Yeah. They'll eat you alive. But if they do like it. You know, they will be, you know, cheering and swearing and throwing stuff and yeah. just going absolutely nuts. So <laughs> I just love that reaction you get from them. And do you find you get many kids saying, hey, that's why he did that? Or <laughs> uh, I do. I find, I find teenagers don't. Teenagers don't do that very much. Um, I think because they're, they're, they get that it doesn't matter. No one cares whether they yeah. know or not. You know what I mean? Like yeah. some, I, you sometimes get little kids doing it and it's always frustrating. It's like eight, nine-year-olds. You know, when, you, <laughs> when you were nine and yeah. you just thought, I know everything. <laughs> yeah. And it's really hard because sometimes they will, you'll see them and they'll turn to their friend to say what their theory is. Yeah, really. And because they're talking to their friend, they miss the trick yeah. itself. And so it's like, you don't even know what the trick is, <laughs> let alone how I did it. And they're whispering something about magnets and something, something, something yeah. way off. They don't even know what I did because they're so wrapped up in trying to turn it into a puzzle. But you know, that's, that's life. That's the <laughs> <a> business. <laughs> so do you pretty much teach yourself how to do it? Sort of. Yeah. I mean, I think like there, there are very few schools, proper magic schools yeah. that you can go to. You can do classes and short courses and there are magic clubs you can go to, to refine what you do. But if you're not self-motivated, you're never going to learn it. And yeah. you need to you need to learn it yourself. Um, but that said, everything I know is because of the magicians, and not just magicians, but card cheats, psychologists, scientists, um, you know, neurologists, all, all, neuroscientists. So all of these people have gone before me and done the hard work, and yeah. I'm taking all of their skills and creating something a bit different out of it. Yeah. So define as myself a musician. But, yeah. And yeah, some people say, oh yeah, you either got it or you haven't got it. As far as like playing, playing music, yeah, is it a similar type of thing with magic? Um, it depends. I I think with magic you can. It, it's more a matter of like what can you do with what you've got. Yeah. So there are, for example, if you're not particularly dexterous, I would imagine you would never be a great guitar player. You mm. know, like if you don't have good dexterity with your fingers, yeah. <laughs> but you can be a great magician because there are a lot of magic you can do that doesn't rely on dexterity. You know, there's things like mentalism, which is mind reading, where you can do a lot of things without having to have sleight of hand or yeah. big illusions. You know, the big grand illusions don't yeah. require that kind of intricate finger dexterity. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, if you're not a good speaker, you know, you don't, if you're not funny or you're not charismatic, yeah. there are, you know, you can do a silent manipulation act where you never say a word and it's just done to music, almost like a dance. So, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you know, there's strengths, everyone's got their strengths and you've just got to find the type of magic that's for you, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And so do you do the mind reading as well? I do a bit of that. Yeah. 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 I, I, I'm interested in it because... I love when magic exists in the real world. Yeah. So not, you know, like I love, say, card sheets because they're using, they're doing, rather than doing card tricks, they're, yeah. they're doing, you know, they're using the same skills but in a card game to, yeah. to make money. And with mind reading, it's something where when you go and see, in fact, pretty much any psychic person who claims they have psychic abilities, yeah. whether they know it or not, 
they're doing mentalism. They're yeah. creating the illusion of magic, uh, of psychic abilities that they don't really have. And and I love that, love that that angle of it. Um, mm. And and I love the the sort of pseudo psychology that magicians like to sort of shoehorn in there. Yeah. <laughs> So when people book you, do they ask for things? Yeah, I do. So when I do a high school, they might say, can you come and talk about critical thinking? So I have a show called The Bad Science Show, where I'll perform something, and it might be a magic trick, or it might be a sideshow stunt, um, you know, or it might be a, you know, just, a, just a, a story or something will happen, and then the students have to use their critical thinking abilities to figure out if it's if it's good science or not. Yeah. So it might be spoon bending or mind reading or walking on broken glass with bare feet. And the idea is to get them thinking about, you know, exactly how these things might be possible and whether they're real or not. Yeah. You know, thinking, thinking scientifically. But then I might do another show where someone says, Hey, we're having a corporate function and we want, you know, just kind of do some, some funny tricks and make <laughs> us all laugh. So it was just kind of adjust it based on what people, yeah, yeah. What, what they want. And also what they need as well. Sometimes yeah. what they want and what they need is different. That's right. And actually, that guy I was talking about on a Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah. He, like, after talking about all that, he sat down at the end and did the, the spoon bending. Oh, yeah. And he actually, yeah. like, twisted one, like, right around. Yeah. And Joe was like, I know you're saying this is all rubbish, but that was amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's extraordinary, that kind yeah. of thing. The, 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 even when you know that it's that it's a trick, it still feels real. Yeah, yeah. That's, I think, one of the... I think that's the difference between a magician and a con artist is when you see magic, you know that it's not real. You know you're being tricked. You know you're being scammed, but yeah. it still feels real. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. You know, and right. so it's just, yeah, it's yeah. extraordinary. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to me, like, watching some of those, uh, like, America's Got Talent, or America's Got Talent, they have a lot of the uh, magicians on. Yeah, and yeah. some of those, you think, Wow, yeah. Like, how do they do that? <laughs> oh, it's so good. And yeah. what was great, when those shows first started, they, they had that, that very adversarial relationship. Like, the TV producers were kind of trying to make the performers screw up and mess <laughs> up, and they wanted them to fail yeah. because that made, they thought that was like, you know, car crash television. Yeah. And they've realized that people don't share videos of people messing up mm. on social media. Like, if you say, hey, here's a magician and he doesn't get the trick right... Um, or here's a magician getting booed off the stage or whatever it is, people aren't going to share that on social media. Yeah. They, they, you know, whereas if you say, here is a magician and he's doing something extraordinary, yeah. they, they actually share it. And they, so those TV shows have now started to work with the magicians and with the performers to yeah. like give them the best possible outcome. Yeah. So when I watch, it's like you watch and they'll, they'll maybe cut to a wide shot when the magicians are doing some kind of sleight of hand. Yeah, yeah. And then cut to a close-up when they're going to reveal the thing, that the actual magical moment. Yeah. And that just really makes it, you know, more, more exciting for the people watching. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. So when you watch those shows, do you just, like, know what's going on? Most of the time, yeah. Sometimes you don't because they've been heavily, so heavily edited that <laughs> yeah. you can't, you know, you, what you're seeing was not what happened, you know. Yeah. They could have literally wheeled the box off stage, and you yeah. know, <laughs> That's right. the tiger jumped in. They wheeled it back on again and just edited that bit out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, most of the time you do. But like for me, the best moments are when I'm watching something. It'll be some kid, you know, some twelve-year-old will come up yeah. and go, oh, "Can I show you a trick?" And I'll be very smug and patronising. They go, "Yeah, show me a little trick," and then they blow my mind. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and it, yeah, watching watching something like that, or watching someone on TV or wherever it is, and just having that, um, you know, mind blowing, even with the experience. I have that's what it's all about yeah and I guess it's the thing especially with magic compared to music you know you can see it what they're doing mm. 
but for magic, like you, you see it on TV, but you, I know a lot of people think, oh, I really have to see it in real life. Yeah. Like you're saying, you know, there could be tricks with the TV or anything else. Yeah, so. the editing, yeah. So I guess for a live performance, that's great for magicians. Yeah, I always feel like what the, the difference between magic on TV and magic on live is, yeah. is the difference between watching a nat- nature documentary and going on, on a safari. Yeah. You know, like watching a nature documentary and seeing elephants is great, but being in the wild and seeing a live elephant walk past you is... It's it's yeah. just a different thing, yeah. you know? and so it's and one is 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 obviously more tightly edited and yeah. makes the elephants look the best and <laughs> it's the most dramatic and you know it's, it's yeah. got the music and all of that stuff to build up that emotion in you, but it's just not the same as being there. Yeah, for sure. Um, which is why I've never really pursued that much TV work. Yeah, it always left me a little cold. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Martial arts, Muay Thai kickboxing, fitness and self-defense. Over 50 classes per week, beginners to advanced. Separate junior, little dragons and adult only classes. Casual classes or value memberships. Come try a free introductory class at Proactive Self-Defense. Factory 8, Brock Street, Thomastown. Phone 9464-4546. ProactiveSelfDefense.com so do you have any favorite tricks you like to do yeah yeah i should have can i do i have yeah yeah that's right yeah let me grab i'll grab my favorite thing all right (laughs) i must say that was a great trick you just disappeared (laughs) back again This is my favorite trick because this is a trick. It's a scam. It is a story. There are people who make their whole living just from this trick. It's called Three Card Monkey. Have you ever heard of no, this before? No, no. It's brilliant. So when you, you might go on holidays and you'll see people playing this game on the streets. Yeah. And you have three playing cards face down on the table. Um, they get mixed up and your job would be to follow the queen okay. uh, and to ignore the two red aces. So I'll play, we'll play the game. So I'll mix them up yep. and I'll let you win the first time. So I'll lull you into a false sense of security. So I'm just mixing the cards up. There's two aces and there's one queen. Great. So you know it's right there. Is that yeah. what you think? I think so. Actually, oh. no. Sorry. So it's in the middle. I'm sorry about that. All right. So um, what I did was I lulled wow. you into a false sense of security there. And mm-hmm. then on the very last throw, instead of swapping them like that, I just did that. Yeah. So you end up thinking that it's all the way over here. Mm-hmm. Where is it really, though? Yeah. Actually, no, it is all the way over this time. <laughs> Yeah, um, one more time. Tell what I'll do. We've got the, the three cards is difficult to follow, so I'll put this one over here under my under my coaster, the, the ace over here, mm-hmm. and we'll just use two. Yeah, it makes, makes it easier. Yeah, here we go. Rick. One, two, three. What do you reckon? Mm, the last one was a bit tricky, but yeah. I think it's this one. Actually, it's neither of them. Oh. It's the one over here that's underneath my coffee. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Yeah, so it's basically three <laughs> cards, and one is, one is the queen and the other two aces, and I mix them up. And it gets fairer and fairer, and you just keep losing. And people bet thousands yeah. and thousands of dollars in really this game. Fun. Yeah, yeah. And it is literally, it's just three playing cards. Wow. Um, and people will just bet money on it. And, and it's that thing of just making it just just hard enough yeah. that people don't feel like it's uh, a trick, but just easy enough that people feel confident enough to guess. Yeah. Uh, that was incredible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I really followed your hand. I don't know. That's right. You follow the hand. That's yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And there's all these psychological levels that, you know, like right now it's just the two of us, but if it was on the street, there'd be a whole crowd of people watching yeah. and half the crowd would be my mates. 
Yeah. And we'd be, you know, they'd be telling you where to bet or they'd be betting and winning or betting and losing and you yeah. would be, they would be messing with your head and you just had no chance, <laughs> no chance at all. So I spent like a year traveling all over Europe watching this oh, um, guy playing this on the streets. Yeah. yeah. Made a little mini documentary about it. Oh, really? Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and then basically sold the documentary to magicians and law enforcement oh. with all of the different equipment that they use so they could actually yeah. figure it out. Yeah. That's incredible. But I, just, I, love, I love it because it's this perfect intersection of everything. I, like, it's magic, it's the yeah. psychology, it's a scam, it's sleight of hand, yeah. it's, you know, entertainment, but it's not, and it's, it's yeah. yeah, it's... it's like and a just three cards. <laughs> just, and it's just three cards, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sometimes they use three black discs. They look, in fact, they look like coasters, actually, just three okay. black plastic coasters, one with a white spot, um, or three tarot cards, um, you know, three trading cards. Sometimes it's the... the the shell and pea, you know, like three walnuts oh, yeah. with a pea underneath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's the same basic game, okay. but the methodology is a bit different. And yeah, it's just these people making a fortune just on these <laughs> really basic props. Yeah. yeah I love it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> like, like, like I said, just seeing it in person, it's. Yeah, yeah. Well, I once made, I made an interactive video where people could play the game online. Oh, really? And you click on whichever one you think and then it turns off and shows you whether you're right or not yeah. and people got so angry with it <laughs> there was no way to win yeah. even when you choose correctly it would take you to a video that showed me it showed someone else like outbidding you or yeah. me kicking over the table and running away because the police were here or some, <laughs> some excuse yeah. some excuse yeah. yeah so with this one here like so is that like your main one you do for your, your i do this a lot yeah, yeah i do this tend to do this close up so if i get hired say to yeah, it might be a cocktail party and I'll just walk around and play this game with people. Yeah, introduce yeah. myself as the con artist for the evening and play the game and yeah. sometimes even give people prizes if they yeah, beat yeah. me. Do you ever fight that much? That they beat me? Yeah. Sometimes they do because you can win. Like yeah. you, on the street, you can't win. They'll, yeah. have a, they'll have an out. They'll have an excuse not to give you the money. Yeah. But if I have three cards here on the table and I say, you know, which one is it? Mm. And you point to the right one, you're going to win. Yeah. You know, it's just it's a fact of life. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I can't. There are ways I can swap it afterwards, but it's just yeah. too suspicious. Yeah. But if they do win, the things I don't mind, I always look for. You know, I always make sure that they realize I'm happy that they won, and yeah. it's not as entertaining. It's, yeah. it's funny. For sure. Uh, you know, it's funny watching someone like when all their friends are watching and they lose. Yeah. <laughs> but if they win, I go, hey, Dan, you're the first person to get it. And I'll pull out like a million dollar, a fake million dollar note. Oh, yeah. so, okay, you've won once, I've won once. This is the decider. If you get me this and you get the million dollars. <laughs> you know, and if they get it, I cheer and give them the million dollar note. Yeah. And, you know, makes like overplay. And at the end of the day, the job of a magician is not to fool people yeah. like that that is obviously part of it and if you can't fool people you shouldn't be a magician <laughs> but my first and foremost my job is to entertain people yeah. um, and then secondly to to fool them yeah. and so if I don't fool them but they're still entertained I feel like I've done my job yeah you know, right. like yeah for sure yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so I don't feel too bad yeah, yeah. yeah. So how how big do your your tricks go? I mean, this is the car trick. It's very very small. Yeah, yep. um, I don't do that. I don't do grand illusions, I yep. do, which is the jumping in and out of boxes. I feel like for me, I get the same response from three playing cards as I would from you know big boxes and production values. Mm. And so I do. Yeah, I do most of the things I do. My rule of thumb is that the show needs to fit into a into carry-on luggage yeah (laughs) Yeah, i have some that are a bit larger but most of the time but can't fit into carry-on luggage i don't i don't do it yeah we offer massages in relaxation thai and deep tissue we open every day from 10 a.m to 9 p.m come on in and see us 
at number 11 13 20 Plenty Road, Bandura, or call us on 9466-8996 to make an appointment. Like us on Facebook or become a member to get discounts. Sawadika. So is there anything else you can talk about that you do? Yeah, I do all sorts of things. Um, when I go to high schools, I hammer a nail into my head. So it goes <laughs> random, just below my nostril, just hammer a nail in. A big, long, five-inch nail just gets hammered straight into my face. And what's brilliant is that it's people ask, I, sh- I tell them, this is real, I do it. I have someone up on the stage, they watch it go in, I show x-rays, they see it come out, I explain the biology of it, I explain that there are people in the real world who do this and pretend that it's a type of surgery. Yeah. You know, like they sort of, you know, go into the jungles of Brazil yeah, and someone yeah. will do it and charge you thousands of dollars. Um, but it doesn't actually have any medical benefits. And I'll go through the whole thing. And at the end, I'll say, so how did you do the trick with the nail in the face? Because <laughs> I don't believe. Yeah. It's like, it's actually real. I literally am just hammering a nail into my head. But they just can't believe that it could possibly be real. Wow. And so, yeah. So I do that. walk on broken glass. Yep. Do a lot of mind reading. You know, like, how you know, predicting the future, like that kind of yeah, mentalism. Yeah. Uh, everything I like it to have some sort of grounding in the real world. Like yeah. you know, like I like the idea that there's someone out there somewhere who's doing something similar uh, in the real world to, to take advantage of people yeah. as, a, as a rule of thumb. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and so do you do a lot of the street performances as well? I don't really do street performing, like busking. Um, I've never really had the. It's the same reason I don't think I make a great real con artist people always say oh you'd make a great real con artist <laughs> is that I'm just a big softie yeah. and I'm just such a you know like if I look out at an audience of 500 people and there's one person who looks like maybe they're not having a great time yeah. like my heart is broken yeah. you know like I just I go home oh I should quit I can't handle oh no you know and, and if you want to be a busker it's like you have to get rejected by you know 50 people in a row mm. and then you get one person who watches for a couple of minutes and then you know, 50 more people go past and then, you know, four or five more people join and, and eventually you'll have an audience and that take, might take you 15, 20 minutes to do yeah. and then you can do your show and then you put your hat out and then you have people walk away after watching your show and not give you a penny. Yeah, yeah. I can't, I mean, <laughs> what do you do? I can't handle that. I can't yeah. handle that that level of, of just, yeah, yeah, of rejection. Yeah. <laughs> so, whereas some of the guys I know, uh, some of the, some great guys around Melbourne, uh, there's a guy called Nick Nicholas, who's a great street performer. He's like literally one of the world's best yeah. uh, street magicians, like uh, buskers we call them. Yeah. You know, yeah, street magicians sound a bit different. But he does these, you know, just you watch him just work a crowd and he's, yeah. well, you know, water off a duck's back. If someone doesn't want to watch his and mine, it's fine. He's got, you know, he knows what he's about. He's got the <laughs> confidence and, yeah, just to keep going. I, mean, I go to Thailand every year. Yeah. There's a guy there, on the, the main road, Bangalore Road there. It is a huge circle, always around him. There's an older guy mm. But just the stuff he does, just incredible. You know, like people right there watching him. Yeah. And yeah, so things like that just blow my mind. You know? To me, the most incredible part is that he can, like, think about the idea of, like, you're just a guy in the street and you've got props, and you've, but you, they never have fancy, super fancy costumes or yeah. super, super fancy props. Everything's very simple. Yeah. And just with the pure force of your character and the skills that you've learned, you can convince a massive crowd of a hundred people, 200 yeah. people to not only stop and watch you for half an hour, yeah. but then to give you money, even though they do not have to. Yeah. yeah do you know, right. People are willingly come up after the show and put 20, you know, $50 sometimes in your hat. Yeah. Just, you know, 
like just because they enjoyed your show. Yeah. And to me, that's like, that's the ultimate skill. I think it's those guys. They're the, they're the people sure. I'm most jealous of. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think this guy, like, always, you know, except me, goes around the end of the hat and everything. And it's yeah. It's full. So all it's all, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's amazing that those guys will sit down and they will discuss the best way to, uh, to you know, to get people to give money. Yeah. Like Nick, Nicholas, the guy, I watched, I've watched him perform a lot. And here there's a joke where he, the audience, he does a trick where he, it's designed so the, he'll finish the trick, but the audience won't clap. And then he yells at the audience for not clapping. Yeah. And then he does a joke where he goes, you know, oh, you clap, you know, hang on, watch this, you know. And then he throws a, a tennis ball on the ground and bounces it and then presents. And he wants the audience to clap. And they all clap. And he goes, you clapped louder for the tennis ball than my amazing <laughs> trick. And it seems like a little joke. And he keeps, yeah. every time he finishes a trick, yeah. before the audience has a chance to clap for the trick, he goes, oh, I know what you want to see. And gets out the tennis ball and throws it down on the ground. And I was going, why, why does he do that? Why doesn't he let the audience actually react to his tricks? And he said, it's because if you do a trick, like if I go pick a card, any card, is that your card? And they say, yes. And everyone claps. Half of the crowd might go, I've seen a show. I've seen a something. I don't need to stay for more. And they'll yeah. leave. Yeah. So he doesn't ever let the trick finish. Okay, yeah, the okay. trick never quite ends. Yeah. And so the audience never, he never gives the audience a chance to leave. Oh, it's like that level of psychology and yeah. thinking about just, you know, what looks like just a, guy on the street doing dumb little jokes and tricks and things is actually just so like tightly yeah. performed yeah. yeah it's a really good way of thinking about it yeah, <laughs> yeah amazing yeah like you look at so you know the statue performers like they're really yeah, yeah, good yeah. at that they will they don't move yeah. and then you put money in and they move a tiny bit yeah. and it's like oh that's they just give you just that tiny so that like um you know with the mice and the feed, feed button yeah, yeah. they just give you a little reward every now and again and, yeah so you're based in Preston yes yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, so everyone can just look you up. On yeah, your, your yeah. Website. My website is conman.com.au, which okay. is easy to find. I mean, I'm based in Preston. Uh, every month we do a show at the Laneway Theatre in Northcote, which is called Slight Night. It's basically like a night of close up magic. So okay. we all get, you know, myself and four magicians will get together and do close up magic. So things like the three card Monty and yep. cups and balls and, you know, like stuff you can really, you know, only see in a really small theatre, mm. intimate space. Okay, so um, when's that every... That's, that's the, third, the third Wednesday of every month. It uh, usually sells out because it's, it's a 32-seat venue. There's a, a, a Northcote magician called uh, Tim Ellis who has converted the, um, a, the lower level of his house, which is a warehouse, yeah. into a, a theatre for magic. Oh, it's a secret venue. Oh, really? You can only get there if you know the address. And even if you know the address... You can't necessarily find the entrance. Yeah. It's like that secret. Wow. Yeah, and it's just yeah, yeah. Which, is, which is great. Yeah. So we can't tell people where to go. Uh, well, <laughs> it's let's just say it's in Northcote. Uh, it's near um, Batman Park. There you go. That's a clue. Okay. You still won't find it, yeah. even if I said where exactly where it is. They have to go down alleyways and knock on like doors, and yeah. even even once they let, even once we let people into the venue because we buzz, we say you for this, you know, you for slight night, like, yeah. <laughs> yes, and we let them in, we buzz them in, and even then, it sometimes takes people five or ten minutes to actually get into the building because yeah. it's like there are surprises along yeah. the way. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like very very magical. Oh, but all the details are at conman.com. Yeah, yeah. Where people can come check it out. Yeah. Yeah. And you do private functions as well. Yeah, yeah, I do a lot of, I do private functions, corporate functions, community events, all sorts of things. Yeah. Anywhere where people want to be amazed and amused. Yeah. All right, well, thanks very much for that. Thank you so much. So I hope you guys enjoyed that interview. Uh, like I said before, it really was amazing being there and seeing those tricks right in front of my eyes. 
and watching everything he did. And yeah, I don't know how he did it, but he did it. I guess that's that what makes him a, an award-winning magician. So I hope you can join me next week for my interview with Catherine from Angel Soul Healing. So until next week, keep smiling. <music>